0: Making it to Wednesday is a win in itself, and Duncan thinks you deserve a reward. That's why every Wednesday, now through December, Duncan Rewards members get a free donut with drink purchase. So whether you like your midweek pick-me-ups oozing with chocolate or filled with jelly, it's on us, because you deserve it. Save time and order ahead on the app with Dunkin' Rewards. Not a member? Join today. America runs on Duncan. Limit one classic donut per member per Wednesday. Terms and exclusions may apply. Participation may vary. Offer ends 12 2023
1: what makes an occasion special? Does it have to involve a birthday, anniversary, or a promotion? Or can it be that first juicy bite of a perfectly cooked burger shared over laughs with good friends on a warm summer night? Sounds pretty special to us. Together, we bring more. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Funded by Beef Farmers and Ranchers.
2: Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan Orlana, and today I have a very special guest. I have my bestie, Steph Robinson, on the pod. Say hi, Steph. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Today we're going to be doing a fun episode. Steph is going to be essentially interviewing me because I feel like she always thinks of so many different things and topics and things that I could do for my content, and... I don't know you should have just come on the pod and ask me questions and <laughs> pick my brain and we can discuss different things but yeah that's what's gonna be happening before we get into that i want to discuss our current faves i always talk about what i'm currently loving so is there anything you're currently loving that you want to share with the listeners yes i'm currently loving colostrum I've been
1: mean, actually you asked me about Colostrum oh, Amara um, or whatever. Yes. And then they kept coming up on my thing. Yes,
2: it was literally abusing my Instagram. I thought an ad.
1: I know Sam. <laughs> Fame. And I did some research. I was talking to one of my friends who's a nutritionist in LA. And I've been dealing with really bad acne recently, again, for the millionth time. And she was like, this will actually change your life and your gut. So I started taking it. I have only been taking it for a month. So I haven't seen like crazy results. But I've been loving that recently.
2: What does it taste like? Like what flavor? Do you get a flavor? Do you
1: put it in no, water? Just do you just play. put it in your mouth? Just No, <laughs> I just put it in water. I make this little concoction, a little cocktail of that and L-glutamine, and athletic greens.
2: Oh, my God. All that together? It's good. (laughs) I feel like it's not. You just chug it and add a little lemon. Because I was looking at colostrum, but I wanted to know, does it actually do anything? No, it actually is amazing. Because I heard Peyton Sardin talk about it. She's like, it's like liquid gold or something. Yeah. It's
1: kind of similar to l-glutamine it's really just healing for your inside so it's really good for your gut and your skin and everything because also supposed
2: to be like breast milk <laughs> like, <I don't> <laughs> uh, isn't that like where like the idea came from like it's supposed to be like very like nutrient dense yes yeah
1: it's very <laughs> nutrient dense another thing i've been loving is beef liver
2: <laughs> these are so random okay, i know but i know not. you're like oh
1: my coffee cream candle i'm like beef liver <laughs> okay why beef liver and
2: why should i be taking beef it beef liver
1: is honestly like nature's multivitamin i don't love taking a multivitamin this is honestly it has everything in it especially for women and their hormones it's so good and i'm not going to eat beef liver on a daily basis <laughs> so it's the easiest way to get it in but it's really good for your energy, it's good for your gut, it's super healing, there's natural collagen in it, there's so many vitamins and minerals that I can't say enough good things.
2: Okay, and what's your go-to coffee order? Because <sighs> the girls know I love coffee on here.
1: Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited to go to that Bar <laughs> My go-to coffee order, Americano Misto with coconut milk and cinnamon.
2: I feel like you always ask, for your homemade nut milk, me and Steph are always space timing yeah. when she's going into yeah. a coffee shop, and I'll hear her ordering her coffee order.
1: I'm like, hi hey guys, do you have homemade nut milk? Yeah, if they don't have homemade nut milk, I'll do coconut or macadamia.
2: Okay, good to know. My current coffee order is a half sweet vanilla latte. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> Steph was looking in my fridge
0: earlier. I just thought about
2: that <laughs> as
1: soon as you said it. I came in, and honestly, one of my favorite things to do is look in someone's pantry and their fridge, because I don't know if you guys know, but I'm obsessed with cooking and eating <laughs> food, but I looked in her fridge, and I'm not lying, it looks like a not to be mean, but, like, it looks like a frat boy's fridge. Like, there's there's drinks and condiments. That's all we have and some Parmesan cheese. But we did find bone broth in the fridge, which is great, and now we're drinking it.
2: <laughs> yeah, my fridge is a little empty right now because I cleared it out, and then I have my nook meals coming today. So it will be full with lunches and dinners, and I do need to do a grocery shop for breakfast stuff. But... Yes. It we does, do it does look like a frat boy's fridge, like it literally just has coolers and sparkling waters, milk, and then like a million different condiments, like ketchup, hot, a million hot sauces, yeah, like definitely, sauce. <laughs> it's a boy's fridge, you know, why date a frat boy when you can be one? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we're gonna talk about dating. Okay, should we just jump to the dating one?
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. This is Alana and I's favorite topic to discuss <laughs> because honestly, both of us have very different mindsets, but I want to
2: experiences. Hear
1: very different experiences, but it's not going to be about me. It's going to be all about you. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. <God>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's just dive in. First, just start off with your worst date experience. <laughs>
2: We're not even warmed was up. It, here. Was
1: it in the past week?
2: <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Okay, I feel like that wasn't like okay. That wasn't my worst date. It was my funniest date. Like just yes. so many things happened, and we're just like so off. Like. For the record, this person was very sweet, like did all the things right, like all the gentlemen things right, but there were just so many alarming things that happened on the date. Being obnoxious in the sense of like name dropping, oh, I got a this name brand shirt, or I went here and like gambled and made this amount of money, like just things I don't really care about or want to know all the time and then talking about their ex and why they broke up and Mm -hmm. revealing things on a second date that shouldn't really be revealed on a second date in my opinion and I've discussed it with friends and they're like absolutely not not on the second date and then asked me if I was going to give him a third date and I just straight up said no. (laughs)
1: What do you think about that question someone asking you on the date?
2: I feel like it's nice because it gets it out of the way because then you don't have to say like you didn't want to see them again. You wouldn't have to send an anti-ghost text or like a text trying to let them down easy or you don't have to stress about that if that's what you decide. But it is really awkward to have to say no to them if that's what you're feeling in person. Especially me because... I did used to be a very like hardcore people pleaser. And so obviously like that still is in my nature. And I don't like to make people feel bad about themselves. And so like when I said no, I was obviously like very drunk. Well, not very drunk. I was like between tipsy and drunk at this point. And so I just said no, and then I felt bad. I'm a very indecisive person, which is true. I was like, I think no right now. And he's like, just tell me yes or no. I'm like, no. But I mean, then like the band-aids ripped off. Like I didn't have to worry about dealing with it later or like figuring out what to do with said boy, you know, like it was done with. He knew I wasn't interested anymore.
1: Yeah, there doesn't have to be any follow-up conversation. Okay, and saying that with that interesting experience, <laughs> what would you, what would you say your biggest red flags when it comes to dating are? If you are in, okay, let's start with when you're in the talking phase, mm-hmm. what are green flags and red flags okay. at the beginning? And she tells me these
3: all the time.
2: <laughs> I think communication is key. We love a man with a plan. Like, I want time, date, place, everything. Like, i want them to make a plan i don't love i don't think this is necessarily like a red flag i think it could be an orange flag but i don't love when a guy is like oh like what are your favorite spots like or where do you want to go like i don't want to have to think i'm so in control of every other aspect of my life and i want to kind of just like let go and be in like my soft feminine when i'm with a guy so when they're asking me that i automatically am being forced back into my masculine, which I don't love. So love a man with a plan. I think it's a green flag. I think ample communication, clear, concise, like knows what he wants. He's decisive is a green flag. Also, I find that attractive. Yeah. Like Like someone that
1: it's actually confident.
2: Yeah, I want a man to be confident and sure of like the decision that they're making and their plans like, I also don't love if they're like, oh, we can do this or we could do this or maybe like we should do this or like, what do you think? Like, I just want them to be like,
0: making it to wednesday is a win in itself and duncan thinks you deserve a reward that's why every wednesday now through december duncan rewards members get a free donut with drink purchase so whether you like your midweek pick-me-ups oozing with chocolate or filled with jelly it's on us because you deserve it save time and order ahead on the app with duncan rewards not a member join today america runs on duncan limit one classic donut per member per wednesday terms and exclusions may apply participation may vary offer ends 12 27 2023 Boost your brand's visibility with Image360, your expert source for comprehensive custom signs and graphic solutions. From standout office signage to dynamic trade show displays, Image360 has you covered. Leveraging years of experience with the latest technology, our team delivers solutions that surpass your every expectation. Ready to transform your company's visual communication strategy? Get a quote at Image360Signs.com today. Image360Signs.com
2: this restaurant, 7 p.m. this Friday, like, does that work for you? Yeah. I think how they treat waiters or staff or and you – is really important but most importantly like seeing how they treat other people around you so like if you're at a restaurant like how are they talking to the server how are they talking to the hostess what is their behavior i think it's important for both parties on a date to be asking questions if they're constantly just talking about themselves the whole time i think that shows that they're very just like full of themselves and obnoxious most of the time at least in my experience and most of the time when i've gone out with very narcissistic obnoxious men that's been the case <laughs> i don't know what other red flags could there be? What have I said?
1: What would you tell someone who is just out of college that is starting to date and they might not be crazy red flags like someone, I don't know, doing something in a restaurant or something like that, but just little things that could trickle into... Because I feel like on the first date, a lot of people know how to act for the most part. Yeah. What would you say are the... Biggest things that could trickle into leading to something that's kind of toxic or just kind of shows a lot about how s- someone is or will treat you in the future.
2: I feel like that's so hard. I feel like it depends <laughs> on the situation. It's very like circumstantial. Everyone kind of just like shows their flaws in different ways. But I found usually like the super, and like at first, this can be very attractive, like the super, like outgoing, overconfident, (laughs) just very loud and like energetic, loves to be the star of the show characters usually end up being the red flags. I want to say 80% of the time, at least like from the men who I've dated and who I've seen my friends date.
1: That's literally all I've ever dated in my (laughs) life.
2: Well, because, like, I feel like that's how it has to be the rest of the time, or, like, they can act very rashly, or they don't really think of how their actions may impact others. Yeah. A lot of the time, obviously, this is, like, a broad generalization, and you could go out with a very outgoing person, but I think I've learned over my years of going out with so many different types of people is that there's a very distinct difference between... Someone who is confident and outgoing and sure of themselves, and someone who is obnoxious and arrogant and may initially come off as confident and like the right type of person to be around, but Mm -hmm. they lean into the more arrogant side. And I don't know, I personally don't really want that to be my partner, but it depends. Like, that might be what you want, or that's what you're willing to put up with for Mm -hmm. other pros that they bring. To the table.
1: I think it also stems from so much insecurity, though, which is what I've found.
2: Yeah, I think definitely like the more insecure men, whether it be because of their height or their job or I don't know, like some sort of deep insecurity, they tend Mm -hmm. to lash out and try to overcompensate by being super flashy or being super obnoxious and like kind of full of themselves because they think that makes them seem cooler and more attractive to a potential partner but at the end of the day I think it just pushes them away once that person realizes the reality
1: yeah what would you say is the difference between or how to spot signs of love bombing versus someone just being really into you
2: I think if someone's love bombing you they're just kind of jumping too fast like seeing how much they love you or like over complimenting or it's like almost like the extremeness Mm -hmm. Of the compliments and the nice things that they're doing. Versus if someone's into you, it's more mellow. Like, yes, they're still complimenting you. But it's more at, like, a natural sort of pace. Mm -hmm. They'll show interest in other ways by having open communication with you. Like, asking you to see you again within, like, a reasonable time. Checking in on you, not, like, trying to consume your life. Yeah. Uh, I think love bombing is just, like, an extreme. Think of... It's almost like, you know, how if you go to McDonald's, like, you can, in the States, like, you can super, like, supersize. It's, like, this supersized version of someone being into you, and it's almost very hot and cold. Like, they're very much into you, and then they could not be, and that's usually what happens with blood bombing, because they expedite their interest in you, and it almost, like, burns them out, and they realize, oh, maybe this isn't for me, or I don't want this, or they get cold feet, or whatever, and then they, like, fall off, usually, or, like, their behavior changes, because they can only keep up this for so long yeah I don't know I think love bombing is just like the extreme it's Mm -hmm. very extreme and it might feel very overwhelming for you as the person receiving it it feels almost too good to be true
1: yeah what are like throughout your dating because I know you you (laughs) are a good dater you do date a lot how what would you say is the easiest way to meet people Or the best way to meet people that are like-minded?
2: I feel like through mutual friends, especially if you want someone who's like-minded, because generally, generally, like, our friends have similar interests or lifestyles to us. Mm -hmm. Or there's at least some common interest or crossover there. Mm -hmm. And you also then kind of have a better gauge as to, like, what that person is like. Versus, like, if you meet someone off of Hinge, they could be completely, like, out from like your social circle and you don't really know anything about them. And that could be good. But I feel like I have had better luck meeting people through mutual friends, going to a friend's pre or a party or like a hangout and like their friends are there Mm -hmm. and meeting people that way or having friends set me up blindly with their friends. That's usually been the best bet because I feel like those have been the best options for the most part versus like on a dating app, it's really a wild card. Yeah, so true. It's (laughs) a
3: challenging (laughs) world
1: out there. Okay, when dating... What are three things you would tell your little sister if you had one? Experiences that you've had that have been really pivotal or things that you've really learned along the way that have just shifted your perspective in any way.
2: Focus on what you actually want and try not to let the outside noise crowd in. I know this is something I struggle with. Taking in the opinions of my parents, of my siblings, Of my friends and what they think is right for me versus what I know is right for me and it can be really hard to kind of like mitigate that know that looks aren't everything I do think physical attraction is like super super important but it's not the end-all be-all if a guy is super hot or whoever you're interested is super hot but they treat you like trash they don't make you feel good about yourself the relationship is very hot and cold you're always anxious because you don't know like how it's going or you're often confused about how they feel about you, it is not worth it. It is not worth to be with the hottest guy or the hottest person in the room if they're going to treat you like shit. And then the last thing is just like give people a chance. I know like I'm very easy to like just like cut people off if they don't like wow me right away, but what I've learned is you need to give them an ample chance. Show you who you are like when you make friendship, you don't know your friend After the first time you hang out, it takes a while Mm -hmm. for you to both open up to each other and see, like, their full personality and, like, their full character traits. So I love, like, the 3 date rule. I feel like that's usually, like, a good gauge. And even then, you could go up to five dates. It really depends. Give people a fair shot. Like, be open because you would want the same back. Yeah.
1: That is honestly so true about the friend thing. I think a lot of times we think about men... I don't know, at least I do in a different light. And I, first and foremost, you should want to be friends with yes. that person. Like you should want to be best friends with them. So if you wouldn't be best friends with them, you should not date them.
2: Yeah. That's always what I try to remind myself. If I'm like on the fence about a guy that I'm seeing or I'm hooking up with or whatever the relationship is, yeah. based on who they've shown me that they are, What If I wasn't hooking up with them or having a romantic relationship with them, would I want them in my life? Would I want them to be my friend? Would I want them to be Mm -hmm. hanging out with my friends? Could I see that? If the answer is yes, then maybe that's more of a person for you. Like you should continue to pursue whatever's going on. Yeah. But if the answer is no, then I think you should reevaluate why you're attracted to this person, why you think they would be a good partner for you.
1: Yeah. And it's not always the people that you have the most crazy chemistry with. It's sometimes the people that you're truly best friends with and you're also attracted to them, but it's just not that crazy roller coaster of emotions and excitement and all those things. I, I don't think that's sustainable long term, personally. Agreed. Okay, let's switch it up a little. I wanna talk a little bit about more of your habits that you've been <laughs> doing recently. What has been changing your life? What are some habits that you've had previously in your earlier 20s that you loved and you're going to continue? And what are some that you just didn't really work for you?
2: I used to wake up super, super early all the time. And granted, I had to because I was going into the office and I wanted to have my morning routine. Mm -hmm. But I used to have this like super stacked morning routine and it definitely served its purpose. In that time period of my life, I woke up, I made my bed, I journaled, I worked out, walked, did all these million one things in the morning before I would go to the office or go to school. And I think I did really need that at that moment in my life. But now I personally have really loved a more slow morning routine where I'm just like letting myself slowly wake up. I'm not stressing myself out and really just trying to do things that lower my cortisol because I feel like Being on this go-go-go mentality for so long really just made me like a hyper-stressed person. But I think having that very intense morning routine helped me become more of a morning person and learn to love the mornings. And I do love the mornings and it makes me feel more productive and I love like the peace and quiet in the morning. So like that's something... I will never give up, even if I go out and stay out till God knows what hour. I will be up early unless, like, I'm really, really exhausted. You do not get hangovers. I don't understand. (laughs) My friends want to kill me. It's a mindset.
1: (laughs) No, I feel like I'm dying when I drink.
2: Like, sometimes, yes. If I mix a lot, like, I will feel hungover. I don't – I'm really not, like, a puker. Like, I don't – I've – only thrown up a handful of times from drinking, but like my hangovers are mostly just like a headache or I feel tired or a bit achy at most. If I like sit on my couch all day after going out, like I will feel more hungover. But if I like wake up, clean up my space, shower, get myself ready, go out and have a walk and normally do like Sunday things, going to the park, go to coffee shops, whatever, like it makes me feel better. I, like, I had brunch with my parents at 11.30 a.m. in Yorkville, the Sunday of Halloweekend. Oh, God. And I didn't go to bed till
1: 5.30. Oh, my God. You were probably <laughs> fine, though, and t- so normal. Yeah, it was fine. <gasps> That's crazy. Okay, in saying that, life in Toronto, everything, what would you say is an easy way to meet like-minded people you touched on dating through friends what would you say is a good way to meet good girlfriends because i think in your 20s it's especially doing what we do you don't have an office environment Mm -hmm. you're there's no structure or anything like it's hard to have a friend group
0: Making it to Wednesday is a win in itself. And Duncan thinks you deserve a reward. That's why every Wednesday, now through December, Duncan Rewards members get a free donut with drink purchase. So whether you like your midweek pick-me-ups oozing with chocolate or filled with jelly, it's on us. Because you deserve it. Save time and order ahead on the app with Dunkin' Rewards. Not a member? Join today. America runs on Duncan. Limit one classic donut per member per Wednesday. Terms and exclusions may apply. Participation may vary. Offer ends 12 2023 World Kindness Day is Monday, November 13th, and On Our Sleeves, the movement for children's mental health knows that practicing kindness is beneficial for our own mental health and helps us feel more connected to others. They've designed a custom kindness kit for teachers to use in their classrooms. For a gift of just $25, you can provide resources to encourage our children to build a kinder world together. And if you're a teacher, you can request a kit for your own classroom. Visit onoursleeves.org slash givekindness to learn more.
1: There's just so many changes and things like that. So what would you say is the best way to meet like-minded
2: friends? I think like say you go to the same gym or the same like workout studio or maybe it's a cafe, you're likely to be seeing the same people time and time again or at least like pretty frequently. If you see someone who you think you'd vibe with, say there's another girl or guy there that's always reading and it's like, books that you've read why don't you like talk to them about the book or like if you're always like bumping into them when you're ordering your coffee like why don't you just like try spark up a conversation as someone who is a bit more introverted and shy understand like this is a scary thing but I've literally made so many of my friends from either workout classes or cafes or even like the people that work there like I've become friends with so many managers Beatrice in Toronto or like at like other ship i become friends with Taylor who does their marketing you can find friends everywhere like a lot of people work in cafes all the time that's kind of just like the culture in downtown Toronto you're likely to run into similar people also like reaching out on Instagram I know this is a bit more niche like if you are a creator and you do have your life online but I've made so many friends through Instagram like mm-hmm. Steph We became friends from Instagram. But even like my best friend, Shayna, who isn't an influencer. She's just like a normal girl going to school. She DM'd me and that's how we became friends. Yeah. I
1: don't even think you need to be an influencer necessarily
2: at all. It is obviously like more common because like if someone's always posting their life online, whatever, to DM, it's a bit more natural. But in places that you're always going to or like DMing on Instagram or even like I've heard of so many success stories. From people using um, Bumble BFF.
1: Really? Yeah. Honestly, I have (laughs) too.
2: I haven't used it, but like my friend Michal has used it and has met friends from there. Yeah. There's so many different opportunities. Yeah. I think
1: also just from my experience, because I moved to a new city, being your mindset when you're out and about too, and just being open and Mm -hmm. approachable and smiling at people and making the just small conversation. You never know where that little conversation will lead and doing things that are fun that are outside of your comfort zone too, like maybe a class of some sort, like pottery or tennis lessons. I do, I think things like that. You'll meet people rather than going out and making girlfriends at the club because mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you're into partying, then that's a great way to make party friends, but I don't think that those are going to be like your lifelong
2: friends. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And honestly, all it takes is like one person because I guarantee you that person has other friends that they can then introduce you to. That's happened to me with pretty much every single friend that I've made, especially in the past two and a half years since moving downtown. Yes, I did grow grow up just outside of Toronto, but majority of my friends like still lived at home when Mm -hmm. I had moved down here so I needed to make friends that lived here in the city Mm -hmm. and like this is exactly how I made friends by putting myself out there having open energy not being afraid to introduce myself to someone yeah
1: I think also when it comes to friendship just saying yes to things Mm -hmm. like whatever opportunity to potentially meet people and also after you hang out with that person, if you vibe, have follow through, and like build that relationship, mm-hmm. don't just let it fade away. Like actually work at friendships. Friendships are work.
2: Yeah, it's really, almost so it's like dating. Like you need you need to date your so friends. <laughs> you
3: do. <too. laughs>
2: kind of think about it in the same mentality. Set up friendship dates. Like I've had so many friend dates before. Yeah. I had, I met up with a girl and on Monday, like we had never met before. We've spoken a bit on Instagram and like we met and went to a cafe and did work together and like that was so fun and like I'm sure we'll do that again. That's the start of another friendship. It's scary, but trust me, like everyone is looking for meaningful relationships and sometimes you just have to be the one to make the first move.
1: Yeah, and it's not weird. I guarantee you no one's ever going to... Judge a message, and if they do, then you don't want them. Yeah, in your then life they're anyways. not. Then they're not meant
2: to be in your life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Throughout the years, I feel like you've really, honestly, since I've known you, you've changed so much with like nutrition and running and working out and everything. And I feel like you're in a good place right now. So, what would you say were like what would you say are the biggest things you learned along your journey? to kind of just having healthy balance and like doing what you really love, finding workouts you love, being in a good relationship with your body, food. I think with
2: food is where I'll start, really just like letting go of labels. Stop categorizing and labeling foods as like good or bad or healthy or unhealthy or high calorie, low calorie, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And just looking at it for what it is, is fuel, fuel, how I can speak, (laughs) fuel. Sometimes like food is for the soul, knowing like it is okay to have an ice cream sundae or food that's like more fried and maybe doesn't make you feel super great all the time. Like it's okay to have those on occasion. And those are like your more soulful foods like that you're enjoying with your friends and your family for special occasions, holidays or celebrations. But I think running was honestly the one thing that like truly healed my relationship with food and my body because I knew I had to eat more carbs in order to perform in the way that I wanted to when it came to running. Like if I wanted to be able to go out and run 18 kilometers, I had to eat properly. I had to have enough carbs before my run. I had to have carbs on my run Mm -hmm. and I could no longer like be so fearful of them. I have to kind of just like let go of how this could impact my body, like whether or not it would make my weight go up or down or like change the composition of my body, whatever it is. A lot of people lose weight when they're training for a half marathon. A lot of people gain weight because of the intense exercise, their body's inflamed, they're having more carbs, they're eating more foods to power their body to be able to perform the way they want it to. Mine honestly stayed the same even though I was probably eating a significant amount more of carbs. And then in terms of like exercise, I learned that the world wasn't going to end if I didn't work out every day. I learned that I didn't have to like sweat and burn a million calories for a workout to count. I focused more so on like how I feel. Did that workout feel really good? Was it what I was looking for? Sometimes you really just want like a low impact low intensity like Pilates class where you barely sweat and maybe like on your Apple watch like you barely burned anything or some days you want like a really intense workout like you're just craving to like literally be murdered by your (laughs) trainer in like a Barry's class or something but just trying to be intuitive with my movement and do what feels good to me I think like really helps and just like experimenting and trying so many different things and like really just giving everything a fair shot
1: Yeah, I love that. That's so amazing. I'm so happy (laughs) for you. Thank (laughs) you. Okay, wait. (laughs) Actually, let's talk. Let's dive in because since we're both content creators, (laughs) um, let's talk a little bit about content creation. If someone is trying to actually take this seriously because I feel like there's a difference between creating content and creating like a whole business behind Mm -hmm. it, what would you say is the first steps in order to do that? Would you say you should sign with management? Should you create a website? I don't know. What what would you say are the best things to
2: possibly do to actually like have longevity in the space too? I think you need to figure out like what platform you want to focus on if you choose right off the get-go, that you're going to do everything and anything. Like, if you're going to do Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, a podcast, like, the whole nine yards. Yeah. You're not be able to sustain that. That's, like, way too much too fast. It's the same thing with, like, building habits. It is a habit at the end of the day. If you were to just, like, introduce six new habits in one day and expect yourself to continue to do that indefinitely, the likelihood is that you're going to fall off and you're going to burn out 100%. after a week. So look at this as, as the same thing. Choose one platform, one platform you really enjoy watching content on that you think you would be really good at creating content for. So for me, it was Instagram when I started, but for you, it could be TikTok or maybe you really like YouTube and choose that and make it your bitch. Learn everything there is to know about the trends, the type of content that people are watching, the type of content you like watching. Trial and air with different types of videos. See what videos perform well in what you create. Say you do some talking videos like where you're just like sitting in front of the camera or maybe you do a more like get ready with me style like kind of like Alex Earl vibes or maybe your account is more aesthetics and you're doing your morning routines or your routines or maybe you really like cooking so you do a non-talking cooking video, but then you also try out a cooking video where you're talking in the video, and then you do another one that has a voiceover. Try all these different things to not only find out what content you really enjoy creating, but also what the algorithm likes and what your potential followers like. That's where I would start, and then go from there and be consistent with it. Make a schedule for yourself, like plan, okay, I'm going to film my content on this day, I'm going to edit on this day and I'm going to upload at this time every day or whatever it is. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I would avoid management for as long as possible, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. When would you say is the right time to hire a manager?
2: I think if, like, you can't handle it yourself anymore or you feel like you've kind of hit a ceiling in terms of, like, your ability to scale the business and secure relationships. Like, I know for me... I could still handle negotiating my brand deals, doing pitching and stuff, but it was more so I wanted access to a larger network mm-hmm. of contacts that I didn't have, and I wanted to have a team behind me because I knew, I think I signed after I left my job, but I knew that I didn't want to be doing it entirely alone, and I knew that in having management, it would kind of give me the support that I was looking for of like a team being behind my back sort of thing. Yeah,
1: it's also so different when you're not the one negotiating with the brand. It takes, it becomes a little bit weird over time when you're the one negotiating your own rates. That's what I've found. I'm not signed with management, but I have an assistant that does things. Another thing, I feel like when people are starting out, they always think that they need to have a niche. Do you think that you need to have a specific niche?
2: Yes and no. I think, like, a lot of people are now saying, like, you can be your own niche. If you've been listening for the pod... For a while, you would know that I'm on a mission to learn another language and that is why I have been using Rosetta Stone. They are one of the most trusted language learning programs available on both desktop and as an app and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. They are a trusted expert for learning languages for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages being offered everything from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Chinese, Japanese... It also has fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone really immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's very intuitive. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's really designed for long-term retention. You're not just going to learn something and then forget it if you're not constantly practicing. What I love is they also have the built in true accent feature, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent and you can make sure that you're pronouncing everything as you should. It's very convenient and it has amazing value with a lifetime membership to all 25 languages. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Morning Ray listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Thank you, Rosetta Stone, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. The weather is getting warmer. And sometimes life gets busy in the summer months and that is where factors, no prep, no mess meals come into play. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer. Thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart, protein plus and keto factors, fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine, what are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian-approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Head to factormeals.com slash Alana50 and use code ALANA50 for 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code ALANA50 at factormeals.com slash ALANA50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, Factor Meals, for sponsoring this week's episode of Morning Ray. I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and... That can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better, and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better, and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25Alana to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25Alana. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. I think, like, niching down to a specific topic or area that you're going to be an expert in is beneficial because obviously, like, you can really hone in on your content on that and target a specific audience, but I don't think it's necessarily necessary. Like, you can try everything and anything to begin with, and then again, you can look and see, like, okay, maybe, say you're doing fitness content... Job content, like how to get a job or whatever, like my five to nine after my nine to five type content, cooking content, dating content. Say you're posting all these four different things and you notice like your dating content is doing exponentially better than the rest of your content. Maybe then you can niche down into dating content. Mm -hmm. And maybe you don't have to be super niche and dating like some people like niche down within like dating to dating advice for the girls or dating advice for boys or like you don't have to choose like from the get go. I'm only going to do this. Like you can choose to do multiple things and stick with it like I do multiple things.
1: Yeah, I think it's best if you do what feels natural also and Mm -hmm. what you truly are passionate about. I also do think. I don't know if this would be a niche, but I think someone should be able to describe your content in 10 seconds. Like you should have your thing that when someone thinks of you, they think of five different words. So I don't know if you necessarily need like a specific niche because it can be so many different things. It could also be how someone even feels when they watch your videos. You know, like some videos are so therapeutic and you can't even describe what the niche is. But it's just like comforting and therapeutic.
2: Well, you can almost think of it when businesses are like making their business plan, like they have to think of like a mission and a vision statement. Yeah. And that obviously like certain businesses sell a multitude of different products, like their product lines are massive. Mm -hmm. So they're not really like niche down. But you know what like their mission is think of like your own Instagram or TikTok as a brand cuz that's what it is. And how what is your mission? What are you trying to provide for your audience? For me, like I want to be that big sister that is able to provide advice in all areas of life. I guess like wellness focus. Like I want you to feel like you're on FaceTime with me when you're watching my videos. Like I want it to feel very comforting. Mm-hmm. Like a big sister. Yeah. Yeah, and you do that.
1: Aww. You do it so
2: <laughs> I posted on my Instagram
1: story. At Steph Robinson. At Steph Robinson. For people to ask us some questions. Okay, this is a good question. What has made the biggest difference in moving your success needle? Oh my god, that's so deep. <laughs> it's so deep, but we'll try and keep it short. I honestly think the simplest answer is just not for me, not consuming content not trying to follow trends and actually just getting back to my roots and to the core of like what I truly love like when I grew up I always loved cooking and I saw a natural path when I was younger and I really fell in love with cooking and nutrition and just more of the holistic living Mm -hmm. and I think just getting back to like doing that rather than doing like trends and things like that and just finding my own way of creating content has made me successful in a way yeah <laughs> and also just staying consistent honestly it's so important
2: I think like also just letting go of other people's opinions and what you think other people will think because yes. I think that prohibits you from one posting the content in the first place
3: Something grand is coming to Nemacolin. Opening fall 2023, the Grand Lodge will surprise and delight with 56 stunning suites and five-star butler services. Indulge in libations at the Circle Bar and the Study before you savor the new and enchanting Fawn and Fable restaurant, where the best parts of a traditional steakhouse and a fairy tale castle create a magical dining experience. With fine dining, a spa, and over 100 adventure, golf, art, and wildlife experiences, whatever your imagination holds, Nemacolin has the key. Visit nemacolin.com for more information. Relax and indulge at Nema Cullen's Woodland Spa and Holistic Healing Center, where you'll find relaxing massages and treatments,
2: cutting-edge therapies, and traditional holistic practices to uncover life balance and overall wellness. Discover unique offerings, yoga retreats, and special services like infrared light therapy, cryotherapy, and more that you won't find anywhere else. To plan your wellness escape, visit nemaColon.com for more details. And two, being able to think, like, to your full creative potential. Yeah. If you're constantly thinking about, oh, what will your friends and family think of this content? Yeah. What will the public think of it? Then you're just going to prohibit yourself and kind of trap yourself in this box. And that restricts your your ability to create your best content Mm -hmm. and to share your most authentic self. Really just focus in on, like, what do you actually like? What do you actually want to share? what are you passionate about and what's the most authentic and organic way for you to do that and again like let go of the trends I really do not tap into trends really I create content that feels natural to me Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's when my page started to really grow and that's when I started to get these brand deals that really like fit organically with me as opposed to feeling forced. Like, anything that feels forced from your end is going to feel forced from the audience's perspective, and it's not going to perform as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. Okay, this person asks, do you eat breakfast within an hour of waking? And the answer is no. I do not.
2: (laughs) I try sometimes. It depends. I don't know. I've read things that say it's better for you, for, like, lowering your cortisol and helping balance your blood sugars, but... I don't know, at the end of the day, like, I'm human. Like, I'm not always super hungry right when I wake up. I have other things that I want to do. Yeah. For your hormones, it can be really good
1: to do that. But personally, I cannot do that ever. I wake up at 5.30 in the morning, and I'm not eating at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, no. I also like to work out and then eat afterwards rather than before my workout because I work out early. Mm. (laughs) Mmm.
2: Anything? I don't
1: know. Should we ask?
2: Should I ask Shelby? Is she going to answer? Yes.
1: Let's call her. <laughs>
2: we're going to call Shelby.
1: Dingy ding. She actually just called me right before. Hello. Hello. Hi. Okay, we're, we're recording a podcast right now. You're on the podcast. You're on the podcast. <laughs> Shelby's in LA. Okay, Shelby, we need some questions. Just like two or three. About? About whatever you think that people would want to know.
2: Like dating, career, friendships, being in your 20s, social media. I feel like the first things that come to my mind, just because
3: this is what I deal with, I'm like, one how you make new friends as an adult that are actually, like, aligned instead of, you know, because, like, when you make new friends, it is, like, dating someone in a way. Wow, we (laughs) literally just
1: spoke about that.
3: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Maybe the other thing could be, like, balancing work and friendships and... Mm. Mental health or like finding confidence in your. Ooh, maybe one to be like <laughs> finding confidence in who you are and what you provide to the world, like in terms of friendships, work.
2: Mm-hmm, I, um, like that
1: one. I like that. Oh, I knew you would come through.
3: <laughs> or like maybe you guys could talk about like how chemistry and lust kind of vibes doesn't necessarily mean that's the right person. Because mm-hmm. I think a People they feel chemistry towards people they have trauma bonds to, so that's why it's like a repeating cycle of bad relationships because most people consciously are only attracted to people that elicit those trauma responses. So the person you should be dating usually isn't the one that is like the most exciting, you know?
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> we literally <laughs> just talked about that. I was saying how oh, it's not good to be like, Oh, no, a roller coaster ride,
2: yeah. Like, oh my it god, should feel literally... like calm, like, it sh- it's exciting, but it shouldn't <laughs> feel like, oh my god, like, this is like the love of my life. Like, I need to marry him tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you should feel like calm and Wait, made-
1: let's talk about you. Lead the way, Shelby oh. just gave us some really good insight because she's the wisest tiny human. <laughs> <laughs> How tall is she? Yeah. Uh, like 5'2", five, 5'3". Five, okay, Maybe taller. She just seems so little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shelby's our mutual friend. And we just called her and she gave us some good insight.
2: Okay, what question do we want to do? Do we want to do... You lead. Oh my god, just... <laughs> Okay, let's do how, like, we differ. Because obviously everyone has their own different preferences and needs and wants in a relationship so Steph when you are like looking at prospective men that are like talking to you or have asked you out like what are specific things that are kind of like non-negotiables for you when it comes to dating or like a partner non-negotiables they need to have their life together okay
1: and so like what does that mean to you They need to have a job. (laughs) They need to have, they just need to have structure within their life. I honestly, it's not necessarily about money, but they need to have drive and motivation and just be, have their stuff together. Like they need to be put together. I Mm -hmm. don't want someone that's a disaster that I need to fix or anything like that. They need to be motivated. I like surrounding myself when we were talking about friendships. Like, I like surrounding myself with friends that are motivated, that want success, that are driven, that are positive, that Mm -hmm. wake up in the morning ready to just slay the day. (laughs) So, I want to be dating someone like that. If you're around that person all the time, I need that in my life because I'm, I feel like I'm very big on like energies that are around me too. Mm -hmm. So, I need that. I need someone that. Honestly, it makes me just feel calm, safe, and just calm and safe and relaxed. And also, someone that's a good listener is Mm -hmm. so important to me, too, that genuinely listens and genuinely cares and has good relationships around them with their family, with their friends, is kind, respectful, loyal we
2: don't like cheaters over here
1: someone that is not going to I don't have to question their behavior in any way honestly I would say those are the biggest things I guess and someone that's just light and fun and funny but you can also get deep with at the same time
2: yeah I like how you touched on like how you want to feel around them because I think it took me a while to realize that and it actually took me to hang out with guys like in a platonic way and seeing and reminding myself how I felt with them, like, just, like, so at ease. Like, I felt like I could just be myself and how I would be around, like, my normal girlfriends. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. And now, like, that's what I'm kind of looking for. Like, obviously, like, it's normal to be a little nervous on the first date or to feel a little, like, performative a bit on the first date. But by, like, the second or third date, I really pay attention to, like, do I feel at ease with this person or do I kind of feel on edge? Do I feel like I'm being drained? You know, there's certain people who you can spend hours with and they energize you. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people that you spend an hour with and you feel so drained and you have to go home and like re-energize. So just like paying attention to how I feel around the guys that I'm dating.
1: Yeah. Because
2: I think that's a really good thing telltale if it's going to be like the right fit for you
1: yeah also someone that just makes you want to be your best self I think you should want to be around people like that that just make you better and make you not that you should ever be reliant on someone for that but just someone that doesn't drain you but just adds to your life Mm -hmm. in every way like you want to take over the world together
2: yeah and I think obviously this is more like from a relation standpoint because you wouldn't really know this like in the first few dates but it needs to be equal give and take you don't want to constantly be the one giving or they can't be the one constantly giving and obviously there's going to be periods of time like in your relationship where one is giving a bit more than the other depending on what's going on in your personal lives but Mm -hmm. I think it needs to be equal like you both need to contribute to this relationship equally And it may be in different ways. I think, like, with masculine and feminine energy, it's definitely in different ways. But I think that's really important because if you feel like you're the one pulling all the weight all the time, you're going to start to resent them for it and you're going to, like, really hate this person.
1: Yeah. I've been on both sides and it is. I think just finding that balance and respect is so important. Yeah. For sure.
2: And I think, like, finding that balance and having that balance is one of the keys. Like, obviously, I haven't been in a long-term relationship, but I've seen my parents. Like, they've been together for, I think, like, close to 40 years now. Yeah. And I've seen my sister and brother-in-law who have been together for over a decade. Their relationships work because they have communication. They work together as equal partners. Mm-hmm. Not one person is putting in more effort than the other. And they're just like they can there's trust. Like there's a foundation of trust. I think if you can't trust your partner, then it's not going to work. Yeah. Trust is so important. Very important. Yes. But, anyways, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Where can the listeners find you, Steph? Steph Robinson on Instagram and TikTok okay amazing well thanks so much for coming on thanks for having (laughs) me this was honestly so fun i know it feels like sleepover talks like when you're like lying on the pillow it actually does we're so wholesome (laughs) let me know if you guys felt like it was sleepover chats i hope so pillow talk But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love if you could leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. Bye.
0: The biggest Black Friday sale ever is going on right now at Prime Furniture. All living room furniture is 35% off. Get living room ready for all the big games after Thanksgiving. For a limited time, Prime Furniture is giving away your choice of a television, coffee table, or end table with the purchase of any living room furniture set. For prime quality, prime prices, and the best Black Friday deals in town, choose family-owned and operated Prime Furniture. Stop by their showroom on Roberts Road in Hilliard or visit them online at primefurnitureoh.com.
3: Attention, Gerbs shoppers. This flu season, why make an extra stop when a world of care is right in store? Get your free flu vaccine from a licensed pharmacist at our award-winning pharmacy. Let our family protect your family with a free flu shot. It's all here. Gerbs, a world of care is in store. Flu vaccines are covered by most insurance plans and are free to the recipient. Check with your plan. Services and availability vary by location. Age and other restrictions may apply. Visit the pharmacy or site for details.